0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another Mavs Moneyball Group Therapy. I'm Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyball.com. Thanks so much for joining me this evening. Starting a little earlier than usual, Josh is taking over all the post-game stuff. And I wanted to uh, get going here because I have to drive to Texas A&M at 4.30 tomorrow morning. Um Well, here we are. The Dallas Mavericks fell to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, This was as interesting of a game as, as any if you're looking at the difference between what a top of a conference team looks like in terms of depth and talent versus the Mavericks, who... When missing two of their key rotation players simply can't field enough guys to, to be a decent basketball team. Um, The Mavericks came out looking a little sloppy, tired. Luca was kind of a mess. In fact, Luca probably played his most petulant game that I can, that I can remember. And it's. He kind of got it together in the second half, but he was eyeballing people. He was pouting. He was missing shots that he should have made. And there was just a lot of, of feelings. Um, and where you fall on that feeling spectrum um, kind of becomes one of these things where it depends on – it's like a chicken or the egg. Like, are you mad at Luca because he's not being a better leader, or are you mad at the Mavericks for not making a better basketball team? Bottom line is, it's none of our fault. It's nothing we did as fans and picking a side is kind of stupid because everybody just sort of needs to get together and figure out how to how to make this thing work. Um it's it's very it's very annoying because the the discourse becomes of well you don't believe in such and such player like i just i made a tweet that i i i've just kind of grown tired by the christian wood experience. Not because i necessarily think wood is bad per se, it's that wood is not the player the mavericks need and that has become evident to me. Um, even when he plays a good statistical game, the Mavericks don't really look any better for it. Um, they do need to be playing him with Luca more. I don't understand why they're not, but there's just elements of where this this has gone to where I just I find myself very, very tired. Um they've they've gotten away a couple of games with <laughs> playing a a starting group of Dorian, Tim, Powell, Spencer, Luca. Hardaway Spencer Luca is those none of those three can guard. Luca might try a little more, but he's he's still got a ways to go before he's going anywhere defensively. So it's just the Mavericks are basically asking to get picked picked apart. Uh, you know, unless Hardaway's shooting a flamethrower, then it doesn't matter. And he was one of five tonight, and I oh don't know, not very good. Dorian was once again not particularly good. Um, you can kind of go through the whole list and 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 see. You know, we have uh you know Frank Nilakino was one of the first guys off the bench. He is four of no Yeah, he is 5 of 24 from the floor this year. That sucks. He's just not a decent basketball player. He's not an offensive basketball player. Um, The nice part, Reggie Bullock hit a a few shots again. Looks nice. We're we're coming right into form. So, all right, I'm done babbling. Let's uh, come come yell at me. Tell me why my takes suck. I'm uh, looking forward to hear from you. All right, coming up first, we're going to bring on my friend... Uh, Brandon, been a while, Brandon. What's up, buddy? Give him a second.
1: I'm sorry, Kurt. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you go. What's up? righty. Sorry. It's been a while since I've been on. I uh, know. Welcome back. I've <laughs> been very busy at work. Uh, this is actually the first game. I did not get to watch most of it. Um, from your description, it sounds like just as I expected the Mavericks, uh, without, Maxie and Josh did not defend very well. Um, So my question to you, because the Mavericks seem to be loading all of their assets for this summer when they can finally trade all of their picks again, or most of their picks for quote-unquote superstar, should they just ditch that plan and try to like break up the three or four first-round picks that they can possibly trade to get good basketball players instead of one possibly, you know, malfunctioned star, like maybe like a Zach Levine coming off four knee surgeries. I'm I'm very frustrated with the scene.
0: Well, and, and that's why I, I wrote a piece after about 12 games and said there's no help coming. Not only do I think that they have to wait until this summer because of the protections on the next pick, they would have to lift the protections and it's top 10 protected right now. I don't know about you. I don't feel good enough to want to lift those protections. I just, I really don't. Um, I don't think move any trade that happens this year. Doesn't necessarily move the needle because they'd be trading um, a 2024 pick at the earliest. Uh, and if they get out from under this, this Knicks, this pick that they owe to the Knicks, they could trade, next year's pick almost like they can do that immediately if they were to trade, like right now, legally, the first pick that they could trade is the 2024 pick just because of the way that sort of thing works. So you also ask kind of an interesting question in the sense of, should they pursue a star? Should they just try to make the team better with what they're doing? Like, like more guys, I I have no problem with either approach. I want the team to be better. I'm tired. Like I have, it's go look at the top 10 Mavericks played of all time. Dorian Finney Smith and Dwight Powell are going to be on that list. Top 10 all-time games played for the Dallas Mavericks. Dwight Powell and Dorian Finney-Smith are going to be in the top 10. That should be wild to everyone involved. I like Dwight. I've grown to love him, really. But come on, what are we doing? There's some silliness involved, but it's, you know, we, we talk about this almost every show and that's what, you know, it just, it kind of came out again tonight. I mean, the, so if if you didn't see what happened, like the Mavs played an awful first half, the third quarter, they really rallied and then the team just barfed on themselves at the end with a bad Tim turnover, um, a bad call by the refs resulting in a missed travel flop that ended up being an and one favoring the Cavs. And then Jason Kidd didn't realize he only had four players out on the floor. Truly spectacular, just like like, uh, and that, that resulted in a technical foul, which I didn't know was a thing. I have never seen an NBA game with a technical foul from four players on the floor. If that's not emblematic of why I take issue with Jason Kidd's pool, like pocket pool coaching, I don't know what will.
1: So again, this is the first game I have not watched like the vast majority of, sure. and none of what you just said is surprising to me.
0: And, was, it was hilarious to watch in real time. Like mm-hmm. when I'm not writing about the game, I sometimes lose my mind, like I'm not being analytical, I'm just being an asshole and enjoying like yelling at the TV. This was that kind of game. It was it was hilarious to watch.
1: Oh my gosh. I I got to watch a little bit of it. I, I was at a bar. I've had a couple drinks and it is it, it's just phenomenal. To me that I know that once Maxi Kleba, once Josh Green are both ruled out, that I know that our defense is not gonna be good enough and that we should just throw the fucking white flag. Like it is ridiculous the lack of talent that we have uh, on the seam. And to pose the question, I'm I'm at the point where yes, of course, a a true number two superstar would be great. But if you look at the options that we have, come 2023, come 2024 it doesn't appear that anything's actually likely like Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown. Like, I don't see any reason why they're going to leave. So at this point I'm fine with just upgrading the rest of the talent on the roster. Cause I'm tired of watching Tim Hardaway jr. Dribble off his fucking foot. Sure. Like I'm tired of watching guys just brick wide open threes. So anything that can help Luca to get, like I'm all for it at this point.
0: Oh man. It's, it's tough. Um, well, thanks for joining. I'm sorry you missed the – I guess I'm not really that sorry that you missed the game because you missed a loss, so what are you going to do? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, this is – like I said, this is the one time I've actually missed. So I, I'm fine missing this one, but I'll be back for all the others. But thanks for having me up here.
0: Well, all right. Hope to see you again soon. All right, let's go next to my man. Oh, Tyler. Also been a while since Tyler's been in here. What's going on, guy? Give him a second to figure it out. Tyler, are you there. Come on, unmute. Oh, Hit the unmute oh, there it goes. No. Good,
1: good to see if this thing still works.
0: <laughs> What's up, man?
1: Oh, you know. Well, I just had one question. I saw your your tweet about uh, not being in on the uh, Christian Wood experience. I need, I need a reference point. Where Where does the Christian Wood thing fall on the uh, KP scale? To nothing. From, uh... I, it's
0: it's less wood and more the fact that they need him to be better than he is. Um, for every incredible like. Dunk against a kind of bad matchup, he gets stonewalled by somebody like Jared Allen, and it's not. I, I'm. Just, that's the kind of defenders you have to get past in the playoffs, and he got worked on two straight possessions to end the game after playing a pretty good game, like twenty points, seven rebounds, some great threes. Like it's not him. It's just the Dallas. Like this is why I wanted. I wanted him with Brunson because him being good is a bonus, and instead they need him to be amazing. And he's just not there. They target him on defense. That's a problem. Even though I'm, I, you know, I, I I was a sassy asshole and tweeted out like the fact that they're 0 and 8 when he plays more than 28 minutes. Like that's kind of unrelated. Like he gets hosed in some of those situations. I'm not a moron. It's just that the team has, it, he's a reflection of the team as a whole not being good enough for what they need. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, 100%. You know, it's just. You know, whenever he has to be your second best player instead of your fourth best player, it kind of uh, throws a stench on things. So I completely understand that. He's
0: really skilled. It's just he gets like he turns the ball over like nobody's business. Like that was one of the things that that really chaps my ass. I got to go find this stat because this one this one floored me. Um, Let me see. Where was it here? He is 18th in the 18th in the league in turnovers per 75 possessions.
1: Uh, that's, that's pretty hard. incredible as a big
2: guy.
0: Yeah, that's hard. Okay, now a lot of it is because he commits preposterously called offensive fouls. He can't set a screen to save his life. So it's like some of it's situationally unfair, but, uh, you know, it is. that's what the numbers are.
1: So. Yeah, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We just have new KT on our hands.
0: Eh, I mean, it's... It, I, I I like Wood overall. I just wish that he wasn't the second best player. Oh,
1: hits. I do too. And I'm not saying it's necessarily yeah. his fault. It's just, you know, the circumstances are what they are at this point. Sure,
0: sure. And I noticed my, my buddy Ruben in the chat says the kid puts him in unfair situations. I'm sorry. If you're the second best player on the team, there's not a such thing as unfair situations. You need to go out there and dominate.
1: Yeah, it, I 100% agree.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Yeah, thanks. I've got to go get back to my uh, iMessage 8-ball pool game with some guy named Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Later,
3: dude. Uh,
0: all right. Um, coming up next, then, we're going to let my man Iwan go. What's up? Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Yeah, man. Um,
4: I mean, the result is what I expected, but it's sure. just the way you get to the, re- the end result. That is always the issue. You know, so with Luca it's like, you know, I've seen a lot of tweets and people posting like, oh, you know, he, he pouts and stuff and blah, blah. I get it. You know, he's been carrying the load for us all year. And it's like, not, I would probably say 100% of lucas baskets is him creating it on his own. He doesn't get any easy baskets. So it's like, you have to work that hard to get your own shot. And then when you pass the ball to wide open people, is nothing but iron brick, 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 brick. So you're gonna get frustrated. I mean, sure. <laughs> I would.
0: There were a couple. There's one play. I think it was a, man, maybe it's a shot clock violation. It was, it was towards the end of the first quarter, before Luca got that really awesome and one where he rotates the ball to the top of the key to Dorian. Dorian's wide open, and Dorian just auto rotates the ball to Christian Wood, and Luca is like hand waving, being like, shoot the ball. And Dorian is ass above above the break, so I kind of get why he doesn't do it. But it's also it's it's diff, it, it's just so funny because it's like one guy becomes on and then someone else turns off, like that's just the nature of having a team that doesn't have dynamic off the dribble players. It's going to look like this.
4: Yeah, it's like Reggie Bullock caught his flight off the island, and <laughs> Dodo's waiting for the plane to come back because he's, right. stuck, he's stuck there right now. And um, what did I have to say. Um, and like you say, you look at the box score, you see Cavaliers there. The whole starting lineup is in W figures. Well, they're have so Luke talented. Them.
0: Like you read that starting lineup. I don't really remember when Lamar Stevens was drafted. um, But he he's the nice guy of Penn State. He kind of reminded me of like Dorian in a lot of ways. But the rest of their starting lineup is all like blue chip, All-star caliber. Like yeah. just – with, I mean, you have just such good players. It's some more I don't know I, I i could be overstating it, but it's 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 just that that that's just the team they built, and that that's what happens
4: No, nah, you're right, and then it's like and then Frank like I mean, I know he gives good energy on defense, but it's like it's like we're not getting stopped, but he's out there for defensive purposes, and Mitchell was down to ten in the first half for like twenty five points so it
0: was like I wanted to text uh skin this because skin was on on the the call today. I am pretty sure that at the moment, I I don't have access to this data right now, but I saw something like around 10 to 12 game mark that Donovan Mitchell is shooting threes off the bounce and hitting them at a higher clip than Steph Curry, like a 47% three point shooter off the dribble. And he showed that again tonight. Like that was the stuff that you didn't have against us in the playoffs where it, it, he did that in the two previous playoffs and it like just really shot up his value because, and it seems he just goes through these hot and cold stretches. But when you got like guys like that, that you're either passing to, because, you know, I, I think we've seen that how like much Rudy Gobert actually sucks at offense um, compared to the guys he's passing to now. It's, it's, it's fun watching um, watching a guy like that cook. Uh, I, I, I really grew to hate him with the jazz, but watching him play with the Cavs was fun.
4: Yeah, and it seemed like, you know, you, you have less stuff to worry about playing on this Cavs team. You just got to really focus on going out there and getting buckets. And, you know, you don't got to worry about nothing else like that. And, you know, the bigs on this team can finish. But but lastly, I've always said, Tim Hardaway on a fast break is like a recipe for disaster. And <laughs> this is just another one tonight. And then that passed the Dorian, and Dorian tried to go behind the back for the last shot. And now he didn't even get it off. I'm like, oh, my God, like these two guys are just – it's bad. We like. I agree with the last, the last person. Like, I know you can't sit and wait for a second star to emerge because you don't know technically who that person is gonna be. It's like you gotta start moving the assets and actually try to make a good, solid team. And if Luca have solid players around him, like he don't gotta be telling them, like, "Yo, shoot the ball. You gotta be here. Competent players that don't have to depend on Luca to tell them where to be and what to do. Then I'm pretty sure Luca won't have to play the whole second half without. Having any time off, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I do. Hopefully we go that. Hope, hopefully we go that route. I'm I'm not too pressed on the second star. I just we need to get the team better because we can't keep going through this and seeing this game after game after game after game. It's just it's it's
0: too much. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out, man. We'll talk yeah. soon. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Still got a number of folks we're gonna come through. Um, this is great. You guys are mad me. Brian, what's up, my guy? hey buddy what's going on it's going welcome back welcome what
5: do you think of tonight um well i would like for this team to stop giving dog shit efforts all the time it seems like repetitive at this point but i guess that's what 500 teams do like and and i don't know why this like just blew my mind and i don't know why i just it's taken me this long to realize josh green is the best defensive player on this team right now which is that is, that is some trouble, pal. If, if Josh Green has got his you know bad wing right now on his elbow and he's out, and you, sure. your team is not going to play any type of defense, like I I understand like they rode Dorian and Reggie to the ground, but it's like
1: they're. Everybody's in cement shoes.
5: I don't under like I, I'm not talk Is talk would be somebody I would love to have a conversation with to like really understand defensively, like what the holy hell is going on because it's not like they made these drastic changes. Yeah, they're trying to integrate kid or you know, not kid uh wood in there, but you have all the same parts. So it's not like you're doing this seismic shift of trying to play this like Phil Jackson triangle defense. Like you have the same people there except uh Igor. Igor left, but for the most part, Igor it sounds like Igor was more like on the offensive side anyway. So you still got Sweeney. It's like the effort absolutely is
0: dog shit. Well they're
1: the
5: they're,
0: they're the second best defense in the league coming off a of make. Uh, that uh, that's just so funny. It's that's, so uh, it, it, and that like it's kind of an incredible stat. Um and I don't know. You know that's where the 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 effort was really bad in the first quarter, and in kind of in the first half with Luca looking a bit like like ass, just to be quite honest. Uh,
1: and, that that
0: yeah. uh,
5: can it, I I don't I don't want to put the shovel to this kid. And no, uh, it's fine yeah,
0: I, because it's like like he's he's it, a young man. He's still twenty three. Leadership is going to be something he figures out over time. He got it together in the second half and really was amazing. It's it's coming ready to play and not letting the first thing throw you off. Like he got fouled by Lamar Stevens pretty early and it wasn't called, and that seemed to affect how he approached the game. He let it affect teammate stuff again. I'm playing armchair, you know, psychologist, which is not probably probably not a good idea. But it's just we all saw it. The body language was bad and and that sort of stuff. He's got to he's got to know that that's infectious to his teammates, right?
5: And I I and obviously there's been games he's gotten clobbered and he has a right to get pissy, but I don't think the officiating of the Mavericks got a lot of good calls on this game. So that's why it kind of blows my mind. And there was those screenshots. I'm sure everybody's seen by now where he was kind of just walking away and it's like, Ooh, I really, really don't like that. And to a degree, I understand, you know, if he's maybe mad at the Mavericks situation, like I completely get that, but his like continued like effort to be pouty and pissy, when he doesn't make a shot and then he's like giving up a fast break. And then Mitchell is like, that's, that's that you mentioned about the Mavericks making like how, like what they're like rated on defense is like crazy, but like, it's consistent. That's like you talking to your son when he's playing YMC b- basketball. Cause I'm sure you're going to be like Parker. You can't do that. You, when you got to get back on defense, he's just like sitting there and it's like, you can't do that because when he's vibing, cause when he's out there trying, that's a carryover effect. Like I, it really sucks that his overall effort will be a pendulum swing on this team, but it kind of is, and that that is a that's a shitty responsibility to like give him because he all, he already has to play forty minutes a night anyway, and yeah. he has to, to like try on defense. Like so, like what the hell? So I understand armchair. I like that. He,
0: I like that Luca played thirty nine minutes tonight just because kid wouldn't use. The- <laughs> <laughs> I just what kid does is he, he I mean maybe there's something I don't understand I mean I'm pretty sure there's not but it's it's funny
5: oh how many how many minutes did we get from McGee tonight I mean, they Zero. cooked.
0: They they use all their timeouts <laughs> before the fourth quarter, but one.
5: Just, so, it's uh, it, it's just hilarious. Because like in theory, McGee would have gotten cooked, but at least like wouldn't you like? No, you could I wouldn't.
0: No, seeing him get cooked is a so reminder <laughs> that he's there. Like I don't think about him when he's not in the game.
5: So they're they're secretly trying to like pretend he doesn't exist. Like this wasn't the worst offseason signing <laughs> <laughs> in Mavericks history. <laughs> uh, no,
0: I'm I'm sorry, Daniels, I'm just. I- I-
5: I, I'm the joker right now, but, uh, I'll hop no worries, down, buddy. Man. Uh, have a safe drive.
0: All right. Thanks man. Talk soon. Okay. we still got plenty of folks to come through. So let's, uh, let's keep cooking here. Um, let's go with Brett. What's up, Brett. Hey, Kurt.
6: So I'm going to bring up something that I'm not sure if anyone, some people in the chat have brought up, but no one's talked about yet. Uh, but what do you think about kids decision to, uh, not start Dorian in the second half, not not really for this game's sake, because I think it probably was the smart tactical decision, but more for what it means for Dorian's future with the
0: Mavericks and you know his role I saw it, but I didn't really know what to think of it. Um, the tactical stuff is is particularly when I'm not writing is honestly not because I take more notes when i'm when I'm covering a specific game. I don't really know what to think of it. Do you have any particular opinion?
6: No, I mean, I mean, I think it shows that that like what we've all kind of seen, which is that Dorian looks like a step off this season. You know, he looks like a step slower on defense. I um, mean, he's obviously his shooting has been worse. Um, but for kids, like like kid isn't a coach who does that regularly. He doesn't change lineups much. Right. Um, and so it's and, and he and the only time really he's done that this season he's done that a few times with Wood and you know Wood in place of Powell, um, but the, but that's clearly an example of just you know playing the, the more talented player, but but this seemed kind of pretty odd for me. And Doran didn't play much in the you know in the fourth as well, is because they really went with I mean they, they only played six guys in the second half, which which that was this is the kind of like I. I get it, wanting to do it as a coach. Like, I get why you do that in for in, for the individual game, or it's like prove a point. But it is bad coaching.
0: It is not good. Like
6: it is, it four is like this
0: hour week. college bullshit. They have four games this week. They play Monday, so today they play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I agree with you, I, guys. I think kids terrible. I just can't sit here and say it all the time because no one wants to hear it. Yeah, I mean, like, like I think this is like a different
6: different thing and it, it it's like it's like the fake tough coach mentality and it like it's what you do when it's it's what you think a good coach would do it's like when you don't know what you're doing but you think like a coach in a movie would do this
0: well it's tom it's tom Thibodeau. Is yeah what it is and like and, look and, what look what that guy's done all he does is grind people to dust i mean
6: and it looks to like to like the to like someone who doesn't know what they're watching it looks like oh he's really making a point he's really like playing the guys, you know, that are playing well, but like guys can't play 40 minutes tonight. night. Nope. <laughs> like it it doesn't, it doesn't work. It barely works in the playoffs and it definitely doesn't work in the regular season.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's where the, like, there's just a lot of built-in excuses for him. And I want to, I, like, I almost, I, I tend to actually agree with him until I remember that he wanted, uh, uh, both he wanted like JaVale McGee like their only means of improving the team they got a guy that he wanted and then he decided he was out on him in eight games I mean he is running the playbook that he ran with the Bucks. the question is and I, I mean this now they're 20 like they're 14 and 14 if we're still looking at a 500 team at, at, at the 40 game mark I, I, I don't think anything's going to change like worse kid is here kid's not going anywhere and I wonder how long it's going to take them to to kind of come to the conclusion that this entire mixture, whether it's players or coaches, players and coaches, just like they like they outperformed last year and instead of improving, they took a step back. And so what does that mean for this team's future? Because like right now, I get like early vibes of, of 2013, 2012 when the Mavericks were basically – Slowly getting drug out by the tide because none of the free agency decisions worked for the Dallas Mavericks, and then by 2016 there was nothing in the cupboard. I mean, it was it was awful. Like I, I've watched this team since I since 2001 regularly. Like the, it's it's just been such a wild dichotomy of what happened the first 10 years of Cuban's ownership and the next you know 10ish years.
6: So yeah, I mean, I mean, it feels like they are getting getting closer to the. You know, the, 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 like the wizard's king zone of, of, uh, of on that treadmill of yep. mediocrity.
0: Yeah. Which, Speaking you know, everybody's kind of like the, the built, another built in excuse they have is that everybody kind of sucks and they're right. But when you have a top five player in basketball, that's not good enough.
6: Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be the Cavaliers. Like, Luke is not going to leave somewhere and then come back. He's not like, like, you're not going to get, get lucky in that way. Like it, it's the, the number of, t- the number of teams that have screwed up a player of Lucas calibers first, however many years, and then gone on to win a championship with that player is, I mean, I don't can't think of a case like, yeah. I mean, to call, I mean, you can think, I mean, kind of analogous would be, would be Milwaukee, but I mean, I mean, and, and, and I think that's a probably, that's the best case scenario for what happens with the Mads over the next two years. Is that they go that route and and they hit on like a trade or two?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think they still could. I just yep. don't. It's it's explaining to the first caller, Brandon, where he asked, you know, well, shouldn't they do something now? And I'm seeing a whole bunch of that. And I a 2024 pick is not valuable. They're not getting anything for a 2024 pick. I, I just don't understand that.
6: So. Yeah, I mean, at this at this point, you know, it's like some luck will be involved involved if any like. You know, if anything good happens roster wise over the next couple of years, but there's, or like a, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's the, what happens for most teams. Most teams don't build a a team like the Warriors or whatever where you have, you know, build that many homegrown homegrown players, like, but that's part of it. And so I, 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 it's, it's hard to be like hope.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, we'll end on that delightful note, Brett. You got anything else? Nope. Thanks. All right. Uh, next caller we've got five more people, and then we'll see where we go. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Nice. How hey, you? how's it going? Welcome. What's what you thinking tonight?
7: Uh, just kind of want to speak on the uh, Luca pouting thing. I I sure. just like, you know, last season, uh, we started off pretty bad, around five hundred around this point, but like, there's COVID and injuries and all this shit. And then uh, a lot of talk throughout the season and the offseason that Luca just had to come in in shape. And uh, he essentially held up his end of the bargain. He came in, played like an MVP, and, like, you know, we're still barely, like, eking out wins, and we're about to be under 500 maybe. And, like, I feel like a lot of that frustration is just, like, um, he's held up his end of the bargain in terms of coming in, uh, making the leap to, like, a top three player, playing like an MVP, and, like, you know the front office lost our second best player, and it's just like I don't know. I kind of feel him because he knows like this is not a developing team. There's nobody that's gonna like improve their game because you know that's our right. four is thirty.
0: Because it, it's the same, five, you know, a number of the guys were on the team when he was a rookie. So it it, it just sort of it, it to me it's 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 fairly obvious where it's a lot of these guys have reached the end of like their development up cycle. Like like I'm pretty sure Reggie's thirty two. Dorian's thirty. Like these guys aren't making market improvements. It's 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 got to be frustrating
7: if you're Luca. Agreed. That's all I gotta say. So I'm gonna get out of here and go to sleep. I guess. Well,
0: thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. Yep. All right. If anybody hears a little bit of background noise on my end, I apologize. I will mute myself as often as I can. I have my I have a monitor here in my room. Um, my gotta watch my son for a second and so if i all of a sudden everything goes into dead air that will be why all right simon welcome
3: hey kirk hey uh say what you want about kid but at least the last couple of games he's reminded the world that uh, we still have frank um but anyway
0: I, I don't have a problem um, with Frank. I I i more. I will never that Cuban quote that he gave to Dalton Trigg this summer. I just I'm never going to forget. Wasn't that Nico? Yeah. No. Was it was. Nico? It was. It was Cuban.
3: It was Cuban. Okay. Nico said it too, yeah, he, but Cuban said it first. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, look, Frank. Frank is not an NBA basketball player. Just like it's got to stop. Shelve him. Um. I mean, we're 28 games into this season. I think. Everybody that's watched even most of the Mavs games up to this point, they see what this team is. Like there's there's nothing surprising about what happened tonight, about the result, about what led to the result. At this point, they're a team that is reliant upon Luca going nuclear and three-point shooting variant. So on a night when Luca gets 35 points and 12 assists, and they shoot 43% from three on 50 attempts, okay, they look like a good team. But if that's not happening, there is no plan B. There's just there's 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 nothing else. That's right. The way I, the way I see this team, I mean, the ceiling for this team this year is a first round exit. And the floor is missing the play in tournament. The likely outcome is they're in the play in tournament and then it's a game or two. Who knows? Maybe they can, they can, they can escape and they can get into the the real playoffs, but they're, they're not, they're not winning a playoff series this year. I resign myself to that fact. I mean last year, when they started slow, we had this notion that okay, once Luke kicks things into gear and k p gets healthy, but this is you know before k p got traded um i you know and it's funny to like to think think back on that now because maybe your perspective on this is different than mine you know the the k p quote unquote failed experiment really to me was more about injury than anything else because. I, you know, I live in the D.C. area, so I watch a lot of Wizards games. And he's—I mean—he is playing best basketball of his career. I mean, he's playing like an all-star. And he's playing like the guy that the Mavericks envisioned when they traded for him, and that he showed flashes of in the bubble before before he ended up getting hurt. And obviously, we—we've—you and I have kind of talked about the Brunson situation, and we can go back and rehash the what ifs and what not. Um, but I want to move on to Lucas. specifically. Sure. So, um, so Tim Kato's kind of done a really good job of documenting this, which is like, you know, Lucas second season, he comes in, he comes in in shape. He has a full off season. He starts off the season attacking the rim like a bandit. He's putting up insane numbers. Right. And then he kind of wears down a little bit over the course of that season before the the COVID hiatus and then the bubble. He comes yeah, back. A really bad
0: there, ankle sprain. He, he sprained it a minute right. into the Miami game. Yeah, I remember. I, re, I remember that. That they I had, just I had, weren't the same till the bubble. After that, the exactly. Whole team. Then KP yeah. was nuts. Right he up. up. He right.
3: At, at, exactly. And then the previous two seasons, right? He kind of comes in not in great shape, but then kind of kicks it into high gear midway through the season. Heads into the playoffs playing his best ball. This year, right? He comes in the first nine or ten games. He looks like that version of 2019, 20 Luca, except turned up another notch. I remember specifically watching. I think it was the Memphis game early this year. I think it was the second game of the yeah, year. Yeah, they blew they blew Memphis out. Great, real fun. Out. specifically, I mean, every he got to the basket every single time he had the ball. Didn't matter who was on him. He's driving confidently. He's finishing at the rim, like. But he's but he's just attacking hard, and it's like he he just will not be will not be stopped getting to the rim. When I watch him play tonight, I don't know if he's physically tired, mentally tired, or a little bit of both. Because I mean, twenty five games of him playing with the load, with the the load that he has has got to be wearing on him. To me, it honestly looks more mental than physical because there were times tonight, especially in the first half, where he would get a step on guys, or there was one play where he split defense, and when he gets into the paint, he's, he looks like he's worried about getting a shot blocked, but he's not attacking. He's not attacking confidence Well, this was one team where right. I don't
0: necessarily blame him. Like Allen and,
3: yeah. and, like, and Mobley. Allen and Mobley. Allen and Mobley. Mobley a
0: fucking alien.
3: Mobley. <laughs> I mean, he's, 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 he's very mobile and he can, I mean, even though Luca got, he got him a couple of times in the sure. second half, he got, he got an and one on him. But that's what I'm saying is when he, yeah. when he's attacking confidently, you know, he'll eventually kind of figure it out. Um, the, the, the good, the good thing is he's starting to make his free throws in the last couple of games. He's, he's, he's turning that around, which I hope that continues because that's the thing that. For whatever reason rankles me
0: yeah and i understand once,
3: cause, cause, I mean, that, that's... You, can, you can tell it gets in his head too what well
0: doing. the physicality i do think starts to wear on him after a while because he goes down to the ground sometimes i think fishing for calls and yes. honestly he's got to stop that he's got to yeah. stop that because the number of times like he's not getting touched because I, I have a tendency to rewind and go look and it's like, dude, stop going to the ground. Yeah, he me goes. He KPIs. goes to the
3: ground. He goes to the ground. He misses the shot. He stays there. And or if, even if it. he makes
0: it, it's like, it's, it's, yeah. Then he has to hustle back. It's just like, damn it, like stop that. Yeah. You're too big.
3: It's transition, but I mean, the, you know, the rest of the rotation on this team, it, everybody is clearly overtaxed. I mean, Dorian, in a on a decent team, is a is a fourth wing, a third wing at best. He's not a starter that's playing 35 minutes. Reggie Bullock, I, I'm sorry. I don't see what his discernible NBA skill is. Like, hey, yeah, hit three point shots tonight. To, yeah, but that's that. That's <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he, I mean, he's a he's a he tries hard on defense. There's nothing wrong with him. It's nothing wrong with anybody on this team. It's just like they're they're all overtaxed. Reggie, Bull Bo- I mean, he can play. He plays hard on defense, but a good offensive player like a Mitchell or a Shea Gillis Alexander will figure him out in two or three possessions it's just it's it, it, it just makes me
0: up. i mean right now like he was better on d last year but he still looks a bit tough but i understand why you're frustrated mean, everybody's pretty frustrated it, it, it,
3: but it's it's but we we watch and we're like okay maybe maybe something different and then we just and then five minutes in we are like nope it, no <laughs>
2: it's just
3: it's it, it, it's not happening we're i mean at this point i still tune in because i love watching luca play and you and on any given night he can do you know <laughs> remember that the like the pass he had I think it was the end of the first quarter or the end of the second quarter the behind the back that he threw to hard away in the corner. Qu- I mean that's really the main reason to keep watching it's nuts.
0: Yeah I know <laughs> I know which pass you're talking about. Yeah, All right man thanks
2: for hanging out. Yeah yeah. thanks for letting me appreciate it. okay Rain how we doing give Rain a second there
0: to hit the unmute button.
2: Yeah, just had to come back to the app.
8: Not bad. I um, I must don't even want to talk about this game. I'm I'm a bit over the gameplay at this point. Um, let's talk some roster construction sure. because uh, number one roster move I think we should make is uh, a buyout. We should buy out Jason Kidd's contract <laughs> and sign. Agent,
0: I offered. I, I suggested um, that the Mavs and Hawks swap coaches.
8: I'll take that trade. In fact, I might even give up a first round pick for it. Um, I think, okay, I am higher on Chris, Christian Wood than most people, but I think at this point he. Uh, he seems to have lost a little bit of aggression that he had earlier on in the season. Um, I wonder if part of that has to do with being so worried about making the wrong move and being cut from the rotation entirely. Um, But then he also commits a lot of just really, I don't know if he specifically commits them or he gets called differently on them, them. where if he flares his elbows out a little bit too much and all of a sudden. It's an offensive foul, but if it was someone like, say, an Embiid or a Giannis, that's a defensive foul.
0: I think there's some that um, there was a preseason game. I, I still remember this because I was like, oh shit, the Mavericks are going to draw a ton of fouls where Wood drew like four fouls posting up just back to the basket, like not even getting the ball. It's preseason. And I was like, oh, they're going to be amazing. And now I'm seeing him getting called for these fouls doing the same thing. And I don't, I don't entirely understand that.
8: Yeah, so I, on top of that, we have one, by my count, one true pick and roll action between Christian Wood and Lucas. This game? Went pretty well. This, this game, yes, this game, but, um, but he's not, and I never thought he should be our number two. If we had Brunson, and Brunson could be our two, and would be the three, in terms of scoring options, or what even being the maybe the second scoring option, but working off of shots created for him by Brunson. Uh, that was really exciting, and then we lose Brunson and here we are now. Um, we've got Tim Hardaway Jr putting up is it three points on however many shots and however many turnovers? Uh, at this point, we just have to change something, and I don't i'm I'm also coming to the point where, I see that he needs to be paired with someone, a big, who's also defensively minded, or a, or a good room protector, um, who we don't have really on the roster at the moment, especially when Max is out, there's just no one to pair with him. Uh, and of course, we don't have the assets to pick up someone like a Turner or a, or a Puddle, or Puddle. Uh, in, in my ideal scenario, we could, Slide Reggie back in, because hey, he hits some shots again. His defense has taken a step back, but it's still light years ahead of what THJ can do at the moment. Uh, um, well, we would have a true secondary playmaker next to Luca. We could have Wood at the four. We could have some hypothetical room protecting stretch five, like a Miles Turner at the five, and then we can play DFS or Reggie, or whoever is the next best defender on the team at that point in the lineup, but these are just pipe dreams, because how are we going to acquire these guys, and I see other people asking for trades for Zach Levine, I'm like, Zach Levine is quite clearly taking a step back, he's quite clearly injury prone, and on a long, expensive contract, which just seems like KP 2.0, if that's the roster move that they're going to dump all their picks into the future for. Um, I just don't know what they can do. I'd, I'd love to know what you think they can do. I don't do. think
0: they can do anything. That like I, I This was my fear by July 15th uh, of the summer, and I have a very well-earned reputation for being incredibly negative about this team. Um. Probably some of it me being unfair, but largely I don't think I've been wrong. I mean, Nick is in the chat, sort of breaking down the fact that, the, and it's true, the fact that the Mavericks, like when, when the year before Luca was drafted, the, the cupboard for the Mavericks was bare. They signed um, in 2016. They signed Harrison Barnes, and no one else would take their money. It, it, like they had, like they had a it was awful. And they had no just a just a dead roster of guys that were just not like they're over overpaying everybody on the roster. It was maddening. And you, asset, you know, the, the Warriors are kind of the other opposite outlier of this, where it's just you have to be good at team. Like you have to build a team for both the long and the short run. And they did so much to try to maximize Dirk's window. And I understand why not knocking it. I'm just saying this is kind of the end result. Where when those things didn't pan out, you just kind of end up with, with the team that doesn't have any assets whatsoever. Uh, and what's crazy to me is they did all this stuff in 2019 for Maxi for Dorian there's Seth Curry and KP, where one of their plans was to make a pitch for Giannis. That was what they were building towards. And instead of moving on from anybody, Dorian, Maxi whoever, they let Brunson walk for free and have not yet traded Maxi or Dorian, who are both still on reasonable contracts. But it's just, it feels like, like you're starting to see elements. And granted, this could change. The players could figure it out. But it, it feels a little bit like a banana left on the countertop too long.
8: Honestly, I, I'm... A, and
0: um, What's that? You hit mute. Sorry, buddy.
8: Oh, so I did hit mute. Okay, so... <laughs> I know we can't trade 2024, we can't trade 2025. At, at our disposal, we have 2027, 20, 2029,
0: 20, and then peak swaps for... What, at 26, 28? Uh, I mean, it, it, if it depends. Um, like, yeah, it's problematic, is the point.
8: Yeah, and we have no cap space. Yes. And, oh, we're going to have big cap space in 20... What is it, 24, 25? Yeah. When everybody... Bad is a shit ton of cap space. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I understand that uh, we're up shit creek without a panel in terms of ability to make moves. And I have probably, like, a lot of people in chat been of the opinion that we should save the picks and make one big splash move. you know. Get yourself a Donovan Mitchell. Or some kind of big move like that, right. but I don't. I don't think that's going to fix it. If if we still can't shoot, shoot threes, if and if, and if we're going to be honest, it's probably going to be m- most of what we see now, except the second guy is going to be able to do a little bit more than what Spencer can do. It's not. It's not probably going to be a massive upgrade. It's going to be he can hit some more threes. He can do a little bit more self creation. He can shoot a little bit more efficiently.
0: Yeah.
8: It's not going to be a night-to-day difference, I don't think. So maybe we should just say, fuck it, trade for Turner, and just try and make the, the, the roster semi-decent and just see what he can do with that, because I, I don't think the big trade is coming. Um, we can constantly be outbid by other people. And uh, if we can, if, I think if we, if we could genuinely get someone who could burn protect... We could slide Wood down to a four. Hopefully, honestly, I'm almost at the point where you just play whoever between Reggie or Green at the two yeah. and just let Luca run the offense as he is now because Spence is not re- Spence is there for a position or two when Luca wants to take five seconds of rest. Um, just say screw it and then let him sit out a, little, a couple more positions or. or or just take him out of the game,
0: yeah.
8: Um, and then just play someone who can defense, and then and then just truly really go five out shooters who can all defend, and just play as much defense. And then maybe Wood also might be viable in the starting lineup then for his offense, and he's less of a liability on defense, with a strong run
0: protector. But well, I understand why. I'll you probably. Want to try I'll that. probably- I do understand why you'd want to try that. When I say that I think they need to get their house in order, I'm less thinking about it in terms of a mega trade and much more thinking about it in terms of right now, it feels like they have very set limited linear short-term paths to improvement. Whereas if they get all their assets in order, i.e. they get out from underneath the New York pick, then I think they could actually do more than one thing. Where right now it feels like their, their solutions are, are putting a, you know, it's, it's that meme where the guy's slapping duct tape on the the, um, the the big tub that's draining with water. I don't know. This is all very frustrating, isn't it?
8: Yeah, no. Flick tape, tape can't fix this. But, uh, <laughs> but I agree. If, we, if we're going to do this, it shouldn't be this season. It should be in the off season when we have more picks to use to build and bring in more. Valuable players that cannot happen this this season. Yep. Um, it is what it is, I guess. And we're going to be saying this until shit what March.
0: Yep, I think that's right. Well, thanks for joining.
8: All right, we'll see
0: you, soon. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, Micah, how you doing, Micah? What's up? Give Micah a second to find the mute.
2: Yeah, I got it. Oh, um,
0: Kirk, how are you doing? I'm okay. Got to uh, leave my house in approximately five hours, so I should go to bed soon.
2: <sighs> I, uh, I mean, it's sure tiring watching this team. But <laughs> sure,
0: no, I'll get up and like angrily listen to podcasts at 4:30 in the morning as I'm driving to uh, College Station. So that should be fun,
2: right? So are all often... Um, I mean, man, I'll watch this whole day. You know what, I, I got to tell you something you said one time. You once said that LeBron is the is the worst GM. Look, I got to tell you, uh, KD and Kyrie are giving that man a run for his money. I think money. that's a fair argument. No. When, they, when they decided that DeAndre Jordan should be starting over Jared Allen, that takes yeah, the cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a dude and that's just um. yeah I think I don't think we should be looking for the big trade because like you're saying nobody wants these guys help is not coming if we do anything it's just a band-aid over a bullet wound like until you're getting out from underneath these albatross contracts then you're not going anywhere and like I just, I don't think they should be trying to make the panic move. They need to be making smaller moves. Because these guys are out there. Like, I understand team, team building is hard, but moves are out there to make you better. And if you just look at certain situations, like, and you never know what a guy could turn into in a different system. Did anybody think Brooke Lopez is going to look like he does in Milwaukee right now when he is in Brooklyn? I mean,
0: he's a fascinating player. But you're right. There, there's there's something to that.
2: This, so it's just like I, I feel like you have to look for... And and you got to focus on the draft because if you hit on a draft pick, you could attach him to somebody that's stinky so, and actually get a player. You know? Because we... We just we got way too many Albert Charles guys that nobody wants. That's it's just like people always say well, why don't they trade for this guy? Why did not oh this guy wanted to come to Dallas but they well why why couldn't they make that trade? Because nobody wants those guys. If that's if like all these people that want to lie to themselves about this roster construction, they need to ask themselves are they looking at the reports and when we tried to trade for a player that they were pushing out the door and they said, No, this guy that we no longer want on our team, we still don't want to he's we still don't want to take anybody that you got. Like that's just screen that there's the issues with your roster. If somebody's not trying to take your players for their trash, then that's a the problem. right? Like, and it just, it just speaks to the overall construction of the team. Yeah, so um, I just feel done. like we need to make the ancillary trades and like smaller and focus on draft and actually build. Well, and
0: that would have to come with like another team. That's also sucking like a pair of teams, like looking to rearrange to try to make a run at it. Or But, and I just don't know what this kind of stuff.
2: Right. And, I mean, They should look around the league. It's not just us. Like, that's like, you should see, like, if you look at all these other teams that got a superstar and a dude and just a bunch of guys, they're terrible. Phoenix, they're terrible. Golden State, they're terrible. And it's not just us. So it's just like the league is trying to tell you that a superstar and a bunch of just guys that are role players is not winning Jack. Like, so, I don't I understand,
0: know. man. But that's why we do these to vent, because we don't get any say anyways. Thanks for hanging out, Micah. Oh, yeah, anytime. All right, talk soon. Okay, last but not least, David. David, what you thinking, friend? Welcome back. Hey, Kurt. Uh, yeah, yeah I,
9: I just got back from the game, so just di-
0: dialing in. Can you hear me? Okay, I can't, you how, how can. You, you, can't, you sound good. How How was the atmosphere live tonight? can. you sound good. How How was
9: the atmosphere live tonight? Uh, live, depressing. There were two kids in the back row chanting MVP every time Luca touched the ball. After about five minutes, like the rest of the crowd stopped doing that. So it was just two eight year olds doing that. So that was <laughs> that was fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like guys not tonight not 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 tonight yeah, just 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 cool it um they look like hammered refried shit. uh the starting lineup tonight just did not look like they wanted to be there i've never they were punching in on a monday morning i mean it was it was it, it, like they needed their coffee or whatever uh something to get them going and then the first play of the game Darius garland uh hits that three and does a little fist pump to himself and just I, you would see his face like yeah fuck yeah like it's on and i already had called to my friend uh, that was with me i was like this is the donovan mitchell revenge game so here we go buckle up we're about to get like this is going to be tough if we don't pick it up real quick and we didn't and sure enough it was a uh, an ass whooping from uh, from start to finish so it just tonight was a like of all the heartbreaking losses tonight just felt like for the first time all year, we saw them face a top team and did not show up. Personally, I think the Cavs are my dark horse out of the East. Like the Bucks and the Celtics are obvious know, one and two, obviously, but like the anyone underestimating this Cavs team is, is an idiot. Like they are so, so talented. Um, and we just did not show up against one of the elite teams in the league. And I was I was shocked by the lack of energy and passion. And Luca. Luca looked like he had just woken up like I don't that that was pathetic even Reggie Bullock started hitting threes and we still couldn't generate any offense I was like this is bad so that that was the uh the live atmosphere tonight well thanks for uh for joining us once again do you got anything else well,
0: thanks for uh for joining us once again do you got anything else
9: yeah I just wanted to say that I I have a hot take that last year was a fluke I wasn't ready to admit it but last year was a fluke. We should have never realistically like we shouldn't have beaten Phoenix. And honestly, we faced a jazz team that was crippled two years ago when we lost to the Clippers in the first round, that was a hell of a series. And that was throwing everything we had at uh, a better team. And we just hit Pete Kawhi Leonard, who's uh, a savant. So I think that team was better than, than last year's team in so many ways. Uh, Just Rick, just didn't have an answer for a much more talented team. And yeah, that's where I'm at. I think you're right. I think kid is uh kid's a, a fucking waste. I watched multiple timeouts where he's just sitting there like an evil comic book villain on the bench tonight. Uh, you can't see it from the TV, right? But like they'll, they'll zoom in on timeouts after he stands up. But so many times it's the assistant coaches talking to Luke. It's the assistant coaches talking to Wood. It's I don't know what the hell he's doing during games. I honestly don't like besides just just sitting there checking his phone i don't i don't know what he does
0: (laughs) well thanks for joining david (laughs) well thanks for joining david yeah there's my hot take thanks kirk Bye. have a good one um i part of david part of why we're getting some feedback on your end so i was i was letting it come through before i would talk it was a bit like we were talking through uh talking through a wall but i'm glad you you could hear me and i'm glad you got that take off because i do understand it i mean to a certain degree, every time you go to the Western conference finals, there's luck involved. Um, I don't fluke is tough for me because I think that team was built just so, and I'm glad, glad that it worked. Uh, I think that the, the front office understood, I waffle on whether they understood why they got that far, but then they doubled down on an element of, of specifically why we got beat by the warriors and it just hasn't worked out so far. Um, I don't know guys, this is, This just might be the way this goes. You know, I want to do these most times because I'd much rather talk with you guys than than spend time on Twitter arguing with people, which I honestly was doing in game tonight because people were not very happy with my Christian Wood takes. And it's just, it's like, you know, Twitter's not exactly a place for nuance, but it's, this is, this just thinks because, you know, Luke is very good and I don't really see what they can do. I mean, maybe they do make a panic trade. I have no idea. Um, I, I, uh, well, thanks for hanging out, folks. We will uh, we will talk here when? I guess today is Wednesday. We'll talk here Friday night after they play the Portland Trailblazers. That ought to be a real fun game because Dame is on a heater, uh, and I think Luga likes playing Dame. So be ready to join us after the game. Thanks so much. Everyone have a great night. Talk soon.